Hey guys, thanks for tuning back into Truth Radio, a podcast station dedicated to bringing the body of Christ together through the Word of God, prayer, and testimony. On Truth Radio, we don't allow our past to define who we are, but we allow the Word of God to show us who we are in His Son, Jesus Christ. Let's begin. Hey, welcome back, listeners. Thanks for tuning in today. Uh, just real quick, we're going to talk about the presence of God. And and before I had started recording, you know, I'm just going over my notes. And to be honest with you guys, these are devotions that I do Fridays. And for some reason, just over the last month, I think I might have mentioned this in yesterday's podcast or the last podcast that I did with Jonathan, uh, is really nailing this foundation and presence of God. And, and I think that, um, first of all, everything needs to be built on a good foundation, a solid foundation um, that is based off the Word of God, off of truth, off of obedience, and off of Christ and, and His grace and His mercy and His love. That needs to be our foundation. And the next step above this 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 foundation of Christ is practicing the presence of God. And so I'm going to kind of deliver this the same way that I did um, when teaching it a few Fridays ago. But first, I would just love to um, invite you to pray with me. So Lord, I just want to, um, God, I just want to invite you to come into the studio right now and just take over. Um, Lord, I just pray for every listener, Lord, that you just open up their hearts and their minds to receive whatever it is that you have for them to receive today. Lord, I pray that as we get into the word, it is it is fresh and it is new. And Lord, may we be able to take what we learn and what we hear and apply that to our lives in a new way. And not just for ourselves, God, but for the people that we are in contact with on a daily basis. When we go to our jobs, may may we be able to share what it is that we're learning in our community and in our families, Lord. I just pray this all in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. So, you know, I think for myself personally, and I really need to start to personalize um, a lot of what I, I talk about here you know, with Truth Radio, you know, when I was first starting this walk, and, and let me tell you, I've started this walk many times, and I just wasn't, I wasn't getting it, or I really wasn't invested in, in my relationship with Christ. It was like, okay, you know, I said a prayer, hallelujah, you know, I, I, I have a way in, and, and that's just not what it is. And when I got serious and started to invest in my relationship with Christ, and, and dig into the Word, and and um, yeah, I, I do struggle with trying to stay in the Word. Nonetheless, there are multiple times and on multiple occasions where I have felt the presence of God. And it doesn't have to be this like hyper-spiritual, uh, mystical occurrence that happens, you know, only in a church building or I need to go to a, um, a conference six dates away to feel the presence of God. And this is, this is a very, very exciting news for us. And I want to start off by thinking about the most dreadful and beautiful scene that is in Scripture, and that's the crucifixion of Jesus Christ. 
You know, before the crucifixion of Christ, that, that sacrifice for us, the presence and the glory of God was kept in the Ark of the Covenant, which was hidden. Not, not, okay, I gotta, I gotta reel it back in here. It, it wasn't hidden, but it was, it was in this temple behind this giant veil or this curtain, depending on your reading of the text. And, you know, the craziest thing about this is the glory in the presence of God was so strong that when a, a priest once a year would go in to offer uh, sacrifices that that there would be so much incense burning that they couldn't even see anything and there would be a, a rope tied to them so if they walked in there and they were not worthy they would drop dead and so the the rope inevitably was to pull the dead out and send somebody else in and I couldn't imagine the fear of God that those priests must have had but something beautiful happened you guys when when Jesus was crucified and he said, it is finished. One of the amazing things that happened is as, this, as the earth started to quake, this veil that separated us from the presence and the glory of God was torn in two from top to bottom is what the word says. And this wasn't like paper thin, we're talking four or five, six, seven inches thick of like carpet like carpet, and it was just ripped. And it was almost like that was symbolic of God saying, I'm going to release my presence to you. And multiple times before Jesus went to the cross, he said, I'm gonna send you a helper. I will not leave my children alone. And that, my friend, is good news for us because we're not alone. And I wanna, I wanna take you into um, just a real quick scripture. If you guys have your Bibles, please open up to John chapter 14, and we're going to jump into verse 16 through 23, and I'm just gonna read that real quick. If you have to, please pause this, go get your Bible, highlight, underline, exclamation mark, use a pen, take some notes, because this is the living word of God and this brings transformation and, and um, conviction, hopefully. So we're just gonna read real quickly. And if you guys have a title above this section of scripture, it's called The Role of the Spirit, the Holy Spirit. And, and these are the words of Jesus. So let's have reverence as we speak them. I will ask the Father, and he will give you another helper, that he may be with you forever. That is, the Spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive because it does not see him or know him, but you know him because he abides in you and will be in you. I will not leave you as orphans. I will come to you. After a little while, the world will no longer see me, but you will see me. Because I live, you will live also. In that day, you will know that I am in my Father, and you in me, and I in you. He who has my commandments and keeps them is the one who loves me. And he who loves me will be loved by my Father 
and I will love him and will disclose myself to him. Judas, not Iscariot, said to him, Lord, what then has happened to you that you're going to disclose yourself to us and not to the world? And Jesus answered and said to him, If anyone loves me, he will keep my word. My father will love him. And we will come to him and make our abode with him. That is the word of the Lord. And so this this presence that we're talking about is being told to us that it will be sent to us. And and he was part of the, the Godhead, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And he is our helper. Uh, It's so interesting if we jump into verse 23. If anyone loves me, he will keep my word and my father will love him and he will come to him and make our abode in him. Our abode. Notice how that isn't singular. That it's all three are living within. That that presence is now inside your person. That your helper, the Holy Spirit, has been sent to help teach you. That the laws of God are spoken to you through him. I find that so fascinating. And and for a lot of people, the presence of God, it's like, how, how then, Joey, do I practice the presence of God? Well, first and foremost, friend, it is through obedience. Did you get a little uncomfortable right there? Because sometimes I know that I am not obedient to what I know God has for me or, or what God wants me to do. And just like I shared with you guys in the last podcast, this is this was one of those things where I wasn't being obedient or faithful or a good steward of what God has given me. And, and it's like that presence that patience, that hunger, it it fades away after time, but to practice the obedience of Christ and and to, when you boil down obedience, I guess to myself, you guys, it's discipline. Also a scary word, but discipline doesn't have to be a bad thing. It can be a healthy reaction to even a negative circumstance. You know, if we're well disciplined in the word, we abide in the word, we live out what we are learning, we live out what we're being taught, and we're allowing the word of God to change us. There's a devotion to Christ, you see? And for some of us, Like, I like to practice the presence of God through having time alone with Him. Going to my prayer closet, going to my bedroom, shutting the door, shutting off my phone, and just getting in the Word, getting into prayer, getting into worship, where it is just, it is me and my dad, and it is so personal, and it is so 
intimate. And if you're one of the guys and you're listening to this, you're like, oh man, how can you have an intimate relationship with Christ? And let me tell you, brother, you need to learn how to have an intimate relationship with Christ because that's it starts with a friendship. And I guess really, you know, I, I've got all these other bullet points of you speak to one another, you you get into the word of God, you go through, you know, you walk through nature and you see everything that God has done and made for us. And, and we're being around his creation. Let me ask you something. Doesn't that sound a lot like just having a friendship with somebody? It's like if we begin to get away from this um, hyper-spiritual, work-based theology of I, how can I be in the presence of God? Well, let me tell you, friend, the presence of God is in you. And I think I said that in the last podcast, and it's kind of like these things are all molding together, and it's because they, they do. And I just was so excited to talk about this, and, and unfortunately, I'm going to have to call my Aunt Nikki and say, we're going to need something new to talk about. But I, I truly feel like God's going to tell her ahead of time. And Friends, we practice the presence of God by seeking a relationship with Him. How, how do you ask? Through Jesus Christ. Nobody comes to the Father except through Him. And how do we get to know who Jesus is and what He did? It's the Word of God. That's how we can have a friendship with Abba Daddy. That is how we can have a friendship with Jesus Christ. And after we get into the Word and the Holy Spirit is with us and the Helper has been received and we are obedient to the Holy Spirit, we are obedient to the change that is demanded by the Word. And, and, and I kind of want to back up and delete some of that because you know demanded and I have to change but let me tell you it's the sacrifice that we go through we're we're called we are called to sacrifice things in our lives including our life even unto death but friends it is so so worth it because we have the king Not a king, not a god. He is the god. He is the king. He is the king of all kings. Like, that should blow your mind. Even as a new believer, hearing something like that, I pray that your helper, the Holy Spirit, is just starting to uh, just kind of ring off some bells in your head right now. Like, hello, I'm here. Don't you want a relationship with me? Don't you want a friendship with me? I got to tell you, I know that he does. When things get too hard and life seems to be too much, get in the presence of God. When you're feeling lost and alone, get in the presence of God. When anxiety and depression begin to dictate your day, get into the presence of God. When fear starts to speak loudly over your finances, over the, the over your children, 
and over your own well-being, get into the presence of God. When doubt starts to seep in about your, your faith and your love and your devotion to Christ, get into the presence of God. And the best part about all of this, you guys, is you are never, ever, ever going to have to do it alone. The Holy Spirit is with you. And I pray that you are connected into a community of believers that can be there for you and with you that when times are hard. And this is what the church is for. You know, <laughs> I said in the last the last episode about, you know, we're going to come into church and it's going to be, you know, my prayer is that it's going to be something totally different. And I think that the presence of God is going to be so thick and tangible in his house that people aren't even going to recognize it. Friends, the, the Holy Spirit, the presence of God, the glory of God does not have to be a foreign thing to you. And I'm just going to pray out right there. And, and that's not even everything I wanted to talk about, but that's, that's it. That's a wrap. Jesus loves you. Jesus wants a relationship with you. Jesus wants a friendship with you. He wants your devotion. He wants your obedience. But we have a huge, huge role in that relationship. And quite frankly, you guys, it's obedience. And our desires will begin to change as we get closer with our King. The things that, that we want turn into the things that he wants. We're able to give things up more easily because it's like, I count it all lost. All the money, even the stimulus check. If God told you to, to get rid of your stimulus check, would you? Or would you be obedient? Would you trust God that much with your finances to say, okay, Lord, I'm gonna, I'm gonna give it to you. I'm gonna give it to the struggling church or the struggling ministry that, that doesn't have any income right now. I'm going to give it to the family down the street that has four or five kids that that normally eat lunch or dinner at school. And, and if we practice listening to the voice of the Holy Spirit, I truly, truly, truly believe that you will begin to just feel yourself getting saturated in the presence of the Almighty God. So, dear Heavenly Father, I just, I thank you for this time that we've had today, this short little message, and, and uh, I, you know, I kind of feel like I'm cheating because it's something that I've already talked about, but, but you have given me new things to talk about just in this room and to certain listeners. I, I just pray right now, God, that your Holy Spirit starts to just mold them into your Son. I pray that your voice becomes louder and louder and louder amongst the chaos of life and the doubts that the enemy throws at us and the fears that we may have that we thought we dealt with years and years ago. But God, I, I pray that we continue to press forward as believers, as families, as churches, as ministries, as businesses. God, I pray that we march on. You guys, we are marching from victory. The battle's already won. Amen.